Hello. Hey, Sarkara. Hi. Welcome. Hi. How are you? Good. I'm good. I'm glad to hear it. It's been so long since we've talked. I know. It's been so long since I've seen you. Belting is hectic. (laughs) I know. We got to look. You be outside. I'm not not outside like you outside. (laughs) (laughs) But once I get back outside, we got to go outside together. Yes, of course. Absolutely. Um, all right, I'm going to just do a quick intro. Hello, everybody. Thank you for coming back to another episode of Sakara Why. We are in the last episode of our money season. Um, and I am joined today by my friend Zareen. And um, oh, my God, you didn't want to be anonymous. <laughs> no. I'm gonna get this together. <laughs> I don't I'm need supposed to ask you first. <laughs> it's too, it's too late. They already know who you are. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah, and I was really excited to have you on for this season because you really outside living your life. And <laughs> I really I'm inspired by it. I admire you. Um oh. you're somebody who definitely caught the travel bug and really stuck to it. I mean, you travel with your family, you travel with your friends, you I don't know, do you travel alone? No, that's one thing. Oh, okay done yet I only did one trip but I met a friend in another state so it wasn't oh okay but yeah so I'm I mean I'm always just like well god if she don't sit down somewhere she's making the rest of us look bad um <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to ask you just to kind of kick things off um have you ever been flewed out no I've been offered to get flewed out but I just I know this has like been this recent craze where it's just like I've I have I've been seeing on social media where people have been asking, you know, like if you if you do get flown out, are is it mandatory to sleep with the person that flown right. out? And technically speaking, to me, if you do get flown out, honestly, I would not want to get flown out by somebody who I'm not talking to, you know, intentionally with a good purpose where we, you know, we are trying to build. And right, exactly. And I just feel like I don't even like going to dinner with men that I don't know that <laughs> Right. If we haven't even reached that stage, I'm not about to just be getting flown out by strangers. That's weird. Cause what if what if things switch up and now y'all in Mexico somewhere and he leave your ass? Right. Like, <laughs> happens to women before. Yes. Left it's stra- a gamble. Left stranded. No, that's not my not my thing. I think that also has to do with just everyone's own instinct moral values how cautious how cautious you are some people are real they look at that as like spontaneous like oh let me just go with this random person and get flown mm-hmm. out like to me I don't really I, I really wasn't like raised that way I was raised to be very cautious especially as a female right as a black female because in all honesty if anything does happen to us if we go missing if anything happens to us like we're not going to be looked for as much as our white counterparts. A- absolutely. And I think oh. that's why we connected so well in school because we would both be like, mm-mm, we're mm-hmm. not doing that. Yeah, you like, que- people who question shit, you know, that's that's what you're supposed to do. You shouldn't just be like, oh, you know what? F it. Like, so I do travel, but I have boundaries. <laughs> right. So in either current past relationships, have you ever been on a vacation? I have been on vacations. I have actually I've been on two vacations so we have been discussing this idea of what men should pay for and what women should pay for so on these vacations 
Um, are you paying? Are you guys going halvesies? Or is it not even a discussion? You just pay what you want? Or like, how does that work? How have you guys done with the finances? So, in my last vacation, that was in my last relationship. We were together for seven years. Ooh, girl. Kind of paid, paid, you know, our halves. But we're the type, we were the type, like, if it came down to it, like, if it was something that both of us needed, um, and one already had their wallet out, then that person would just pay. It wasn't really a discussion on, you know, mm -hmm. you should have, you should have the money to pay. It was just kind of like, you know, understood that, um, that, you know, we both should, you know, kind of contribute to the relationship. I'm not right. someone who really thinks that a man should have to pay for every single thing, um, and vice versa, that a woman should be, you know, taking care of a man. I think that if you're, building a relationship and a household together i think it's okay to kind of go half on things right and if, if it, even if it's not a direct balance of going half it should be like um you know y'all are still contributing both to the household and to the function of the household especially if you're both working i think with having this conversation a few times what i've settled on is that you should not be in the habit of saying like well i did this so you should be doing this it's the oh. Oh. That nitpicky thing is not going to work. What works is just naturally giving what you can. And when you see your partners in need, you give a little more. That yeah. kind of thing. And if you're honestly, if you're in a true relationship where you both care about each other, that should not even be a conversation where it's mm -hmm. like, oh, well, I paid for dinner yesterday. So it's your turn. Now. Right, right. Because that leads to like unnecessary arguments to me. So it should just be like an automatic where it's just like, you know, I know this person got me no matter what and vice versa. So it really doesn't matter if I put out today because I know this person would do it for me if I didn't have it. That should always be the interaction to me in a, a relationship that has trust in it, especially with finances. So I'm like, I guess, had a good experience with my ex because we really never had financial issues. Um, That's good, yeah. That we did was always split. Um, of course, we still gifted each other when it came like to birthday celebrations or just celebrating each other's accomplishments. But when it came to like bills, we've never had any, you know, crazy, you know, incidences where it was just like a, a issue with finances. We just, you know, we split and it was it was easy. It wasn't hard. Right. So I didn't even want to go in this direction, but since we're, we're already here, I do want to ask. So that's something that you guys were able to establish, you know, through a seven year journey. But in the beginning, were you splitting dates? Was he paying for dates? Do you think a man is kind of, kind of has an obligation to pay in the beginning? So first date we went on, we paid for ourselves. First date we okay. went on. We pay for ourselves. Then moving forward, we continue to date. He started paying for more of the dates in the very beginning. And then like deeper into the relationship, like maybe like by month three, he asked me to be his girlfriend. By then, you know, we were, he was still paying. Um, but for the most part, I was okay. See, I've always been okay with going half. That's just me. Like I had a mother who was just like, when I would get gifts from guys at a young age, she would be like, give it back, because then men expect stuff from you. Oh. So I've always just been someone who is okay with like paying for myself, because I don't want the expectation to be like, I'm using someone. That's just not my personality. I've never been a gold digger. Mm -hmm. So 
I just don't really expect if a man does say, you know what, I got the bill, then by all means, but I'm not someone who's going to forcefully be like, oh, you don't got the bill uh, and I'm coming broke to the table. That's never right. Right. I always have money in my purse, no matter what the 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 issue is. If it's a first date, a fifth date, a tenth date, it's just me. I just always have money on me. And that's and I agree with that too. vacations. When we go back to the vacation talk, I just can't understand if a woman does get flown out to just be getting flown out with no money in her pocket. I don't get that. And I think that's why this whole thing about, oh, you better be putting out started because the men see it as like, well, if I'm paying for everything, what's your contribution? It's terrible mm-hmm. that they can only think her contribution can be sexual. But I, that's how it started. Like, you're not going to pay for nothing. Like, you're, right. <laughs> like you're not going to pay for a drink at the bar or a meal or a, a excursion. You're not going to pay for nothing. Yeah. So I do, I do think that's a bit unrealistic, you know, to think that somebody is just going to fly you out and you're not going to have to reach in your purse for nothing. Also, and it could be a personality thing. It would be difficult for me to sit by. And also, I've been taking care of myself for so long. But it would be mm-hmm. difficult for my for me to sit by and let somebody pay for everything. Everything, right. Mm-hmm. I would buy you, at this at this point, I'm buying you a watch or something before we leave. Like, I'm buying you something. Right. Yeah, see, so it's different. If a man honestly says, like, I'm gifting you with, like, this trip. Like, we're going on a trip. Don't worry about anything. Um that's different then then of course by all means like go on that trip still have backup money though so right things still you never know like still have your backup money to though. protect yourself protect yourself like you just have to especially going into foreign countries i feel like a lot of people um um in america they go into foreign countries not as cautious as they should be mm-hmm. um and sometimes you just, you do have to be, a, have a different set of caution because you're in an area that you're not familiar with. So it's nice to think like everything is hunky dory wherever you're traveling to. But if you know that you're not accustomed to what might be going on in the area you're traveling to, you kind of just have to be, you know, safe, not paranoid, but right. you know, just cautious to make sure like you're not in La La Land the whole trip. Be aware of your surroundings. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's interesting that we framed money in this way because money is a form of protection. Mm-hmm. It is a way to get yourself out of a bind. It is a way to make sure that you can safely return home wherever you are. Or you know what I'm saying? Right. So maybe that's why we put, cause we say that men should be protectors and providers, but sometimes the two are interchangeable. The way that you're providing is also the way that you're protecting. Um, so I think that's, that's an interesting thing. I, that's the first time I've heard it on this podcast. Okay. So we're going to shift into the things that I actually want to ask you about. <laughs> I just wanted to take a, wanted to hear your opinion on that. Um, so I'm curious to know, like, what is your secret to managing your time and your money? Because when I say you be like, oh, I'm graduating from this program and I'm also working and I'm also flying out tomorrow. I'd be like, well, well damn, it's only 24 <laughs> hours in a day. <laughs> so like, what do you think your secret is to that? really strict time management and money management because you seem to have them both on lock probably just I don't know I've been a very good saver at a young age so I just um and I got that from my mom she always just taught me you know like save your money don't get a whole bunch of credit cards so I've literally only owned one credit card my entire life I think I just signed up for my second credit card like yesterday at Macy's but Mm -hmm. I was just like with my ex, we were both shopping. He had the Macy's card. I was like, I might as well get one of these Macy's cards too, because I do actually use Macy's a lot. Right. Oh, so, 
But I'm also the type that's just like, okay, I used the Macy's card yesterday, but let me pay the bill off now. So it's not right. Think of later. If I had the money to pay something off, I'd rather pay it off right away than kind of like prolong it. The only thing I think that I prolonged maybe is my college, my bachelor's. Um, mm-hmm. I, I prolonged it only because since I'm a teacher, if you teach in an urban district for five years, then they will forgive your loan. So right, I'm, right. That's a blessing. I only have like maybe $9,000 left, but if that could be forgiven, that would be great. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be good. And then for my master's, I waited so long to start it because my mom told me, save the money for it um, before my mom passed because my mom passed last year. But before that, she taught me, like, save the money for the master's then go back and do it because you don't want to be paying debt for a bachelor's and a master's degree is going to be too much. So I saved up the mat. I actually saved up to buy a new car for my 30th birthday. Mm-hmm. I, um, one of my closest friends was finishing up a master's program and it's an accelerated fast track program. And she said, you know, you should really do it. Z. And I was like, you know what? I did want to get, go back and get my master's. This is probably the best time to do it. So I signed up to get the master's and the money I saved up for the car, I put towards getting the master's degree instead. So I put the car on hold for maybe like six months and then I mm-hmm. ended up getting my car. <laughs> okay. So, so I'm just, I don't know. I'm just a good saver, I guess. Right, um, right. And then I also try to travel. Now I finally found a group of friends that feel the same way about traveling that I do. Like not anybody who's going to be like last minute. Oh, yes. I see your trio. Y'all outside. Yes. We like, we all are on the same page. We're all in the same profession. We always have the same days off. So it works out for all of us. Like whenever we travel, we know that we pretty much, you know, we, we roll together, like, and we got each other financially. It's, to me, better. I like traveling in smaller groups better than larger groups. Right. And are you guys, so y'all have, a, like, a split arrangement? Like, okay, we're all putting in on the hotel or Airbnb or whatever. Yep. Okay. Do, yep. Every and time. that's important to find people Any who issue. understand money the same way. Yeah, we do. So, it, and it always works out. And even if there is a time where it's like, okay, we're all doing ATVs, I'm gonna put it on my card and y'all just y'all just tell me like it's easy like it's- right that so when my friends and I when we we just re, um recently went to New Orleans and to Texas mm-hmm. and whoever had their card out first just covered the bill no matter how much it was and then instead of just constantly cash apping each other back and forth the next person just took the other but, bill and honestly it just kind of that's how you out. travel that's how you travel with friends that's how mm-hmm. it should always be to me. Then you don't run into any issues with, you know, anybody like, oh, well, I paid for this, 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 and this time. No, because everybody knows, okay, well, in your mind, you already know who was the last person to pull their card out. It's right. Let's make it's making the round, sis. It's your turn. Right. And I just want to say, um, as far as like teaching people or teaching children how to manage their money or to even, um, obtain success I just want to give a huge shout out to your parents and to your grandparents also because I think your grandmother's like a doctor or something right yeah so my grandmother is a retired nurse practitioner uh, okay but you know her my mother specifically in regards to saving they really were like the teachers for us with saving um investing money and this is actually my first year I think after my mom's death that I've started spending money on things Mm -hmm. I wanted and I think it's because her death taught me that like 
you can save a lot of money, but like, um, you know, you also should enjoy certain parts of life with the money that you're saving and working hard for too. Right. So, um, because you never know when it's going to be your time. Right. Cause my mom died very young. She was only, she was not even 56 yet before mm. she died. So I just like once her death kind of, and then the, with the pandemic was kind of like a little bit of a wake up call to me. Like I was always a traveler, but I would say this past year, I've done the most traveling during the pandemic. Probably yeah. Because we were literally on a trip like at least once a month to once every other month. And to me, like it was helpful just for mental health reasons. Yes, yes. Because what you going to do trapped in a house with so much going on and you have been through a trauma, really? Right, exactly. Right. But I, I mean, I just wanted to give a shout out because especially because our next season is going to be about parenting. And so many parents are not telling their children or showing their children what they're doing to sustain themselves. Mm -hmm. It's just like, oh, daddy got it. Or, oh, mommy's making it work. But how? So then that that way, when Mm -hmm. they become adults, they need to know, well, how did you do it? Like, it needs to be natural to them. I think about, and I know this is happens with the black race a lot. I'm looking at even my coworkers who, oh, yeah, I will go to work with my mother and my, my dad's an accountant and he showed me how to run the books and da 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 da, da. Mm-hmm. They're just involved. So it's second nature to them to grow up and already have their things established because they, they're not learning it as adults. They know it as if we learn how to speak and we learn how to write. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, um, I think as a community, Black people have to do a better job with assisting and helping their children understand, like, if there's a family business, they should know about it at a very young age. If there's family land, they need to know about that family land and who is mm-hmm. it comes to. If there's a will, they need to know about that. Because between my mother passing and now, I've had at least maybe 13, 14 calls calling me like, oh, somebody just randomly died in our family. How do we go about this? They didn't have a will. That's the first mm-hmm. thing. That's an always thing. It's like a, a always thing. And I rarely hear a whole lot of personal friends and just people in general talking about the importance of a will, the importance of life insurance, the importance of understanding your parents. Those conversations just have to be had. And I feel like I don't know what it is. Like some people have this weird thing about not wanting to talk about death. I think they think that it will expedite it Mm -hmm. if they discuss it, but you kind of leave your family like in a, a trap, like, dead end road when you don't tell them oh by the way my will is in this section if anything happens to me this is where it is um you know like that has to be a conversation that's had of course it's difficult to go and get a will you know made you don't want to have to think about that but at the same time you have to especially if you have multiple kids absolutely where money has to be shared especially if you're married but was separated and never got divorced because your money is just going to definitely go to the husband even if you were separated so like people need to understand that hierarchy when it comes to where is your money going to go if you leave mm-hmm. so just you know if you were married and got separated and never never got the divorce the money's going to the husband no matter what right or, absolutely no matter what it's not going to your kids because that's the hierarchy it's going to be whoever you're married to first then your kids and then if you don't have kids you weren't married then it's going to go to siblings so i think that that conversation does need to have happen much more in the black community because a lot of um our people are left just stranded not knowing oh my goodness who does this car go to my parent owned this car who will it go to my parent had a pension. Who does it go to? My parent right. 
had, you know, a whole house that they owned full out. Where does this house go to? So, um, and then it, it also um, helps with less arguing amongst, you know, siblings. Right. And I think that you allocated. have to think about what you're leaving. You feel like, oh, I'm leaving people with this money, but you're not leaving them with any guidance. Like there's a, right. a portion of the money that Kayan will have when I'm no longer here that goes to grief counseling. Yeah. Because I don't know what how he will feel when I'm not here. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and I want him to, he might not as a man seek that help on his own, but I want right. it to already be a part of his plan. Yeah. You, now your mother is forcing you, <laughs> even when yeah. she's gone, that's, to I go think that's and very, get help. A very um smart way to do it and, you know, a way to think ahead because, you know, it, I know it's difficult for people to wrap their mind around it, but we're all going to leave this earth. You're, no one's here forever. So you have to just kind of just swallow that pill, get the will done, and then really think about the will too. Like do a hand draft of it, just like you would yes. do a rough draft of a paper and like really think about where you want each of your belongings down to like, I don't care, an ear, a set of earrings. Who is it going to? Because people will argue. I, and I, it'll destroy your family. And a lot, they're, they're, already, it because they're already in pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So th- th- grieving and anger um, during, like, who gets what, that's, like, not a good mixture. Some people right. are volatile. So, and I've seen people, you know, fight physically, family mm-hmm. members fight over things not being, you know, left and writing of who gets what. It's just kind of like, here's the house, this person has died. Everybody kind of just scavenge through it and, you know, see what you could get. Some people are like that. Um, um, where others are just like, you know what, I'm just going to grieve in peace. I don't want anything to do with the finances part of it, you know. But to me, your family, your kids especially, they deserve to have whatever you worked your behind for on this earth. Right. Have it. And if you don't have kids, then promise it to some nieces and nephews or to your next immediate family member. But absolutely, has to put in writing. It just has to. So in in schools like elementary school, middle school, high school, is this being taught? Not so much the will, the grieving, but just the financial understanding, especially in black schools. Uh, in my experience of teaching, I have not seen it. It's not something that's in curriculum. No, in regards to like, so maybe in high school level, if they're in an economics class. Or right. Like, oh, I took like, economics at Mr. Parker. Right. Yes, and I think I did too. And even in his class, I don't really remember a huge amount being spoken about about wills and life insurance. Right, right. All those things. I never... It was remember. mostly about the stock market. Yeah, and capitalism and stock market. Yeah, I don't remember it actually being about like real life things. Like if you die, what, what should happen? You know, so um, no. In my opinion, is it taught like at the level that it needs to be taught? Not at all. So it really depends on what type of teacher you get. And if that teacher is going to teach you, you know, these things based on their own experiences. Like I choose to have those discussions with my students Although I'm a science teacher, I think it's like my due diligence and my duty to also yes. think about life skills because they're going to be adults and working citizens and they need to know like, you know, how to apply what I'm teaching them into the real world. Because I tell them your parents will not be here forever to take care of you. Mm-hmm. So like you said before, where um, I think you said, uh, you know, um, you know, parents are you kind of like just handing, sometimes handing things to their children, but not really 
right where is this money coming from what do you have to do to get it Mm -hmm. um that lesson needs to be taught absolutely oh my gosh i don't even know what to call this episode we covered so (laughs) many incredible things i didn't even know it was gonna go like i love it so much okay wait i'm not done because i got more questions for you okay um so there about two weeks ago i talked about people who really don't have the money um but because they want to keep up with social media and appearances, they pretend like they have the money and how, in my opinion, because I brought this up with my guest last week, in my opinion, I think that's a dangerous thing to do. Um, if you're just going to continuously put yourself in debt to try to please others. And then he said he's excited to see um, black people living their lives, like whether they have the money or not. He's excited to see this new er- wave of um Black people happy, but I don't know if they're happy if after you come back from your trip, you don't have a place to live. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. What do you think about people fronting like for social media financially? So that um, I think that, you know, so like I said, you know, I kind of got, I got really lucky with like the parents that I had and what they taught me because, you know, if you don't have correct not even just parents mentors along different areas of your life to kind of teach you these things it makes it much more difficult so let's just I guess say that you're dealing with somebody who never had mentorship from parents from grandparents from aunts from uncles and they're just kind of spending to spend then you know that makes a little bit more sense to me on why they would be spenders like that where Mm -hmm. but if you had that mentorship where you knew that, you know, spending all this money can put you in a lot of debt. And some people, I've met people who are okay with being in lots of debt. They're just like, you know, because when I'm dead, they it's that, like they can't get, get it from me. So I know people who are like that. Mm-hmm. Like they just be swiping cards. And I'm just like, oh, okay. they got They always got a new bag. New right. Shoes and, mm-hmm. But as long as they understand that whatever debt you have can, you know, potentially roll on to your children. Yeah. So um, you kind of don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. And if you, unless you don't plan on having children and just being single and like finessing your whole life, but which some people do do, but, um, you know, I really just depend, that really depends on a person to person, um, you know, experience how people are taught. Like some people are really not taught the importance of saving and, you know, being able to allocate money. Obviously it's not a priority to go on a trip if you don't have any place to live, you know? Right. (laughs) If it's your just, home life is not together, where are you going? Yeah, I, I don't get that at all. I don't think that you should be traveling outside of this country if you are homeless. That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't be okay with traveling, too. Some people who are okay with, like, living rent-free still in their parents' home, and you traveling and going everywhere. I don't think But that's- you're not contributing. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're, you're grown. You need to be... If you are still living in your parents' home at this age, which is perfectly fine, especially if you live in Jersey because it's dumb expensive. Mm-hmm. At this age, I, it's fine to me as long as you're contributing because I, you know, I've had a boss that like literally had her 30-year-old, her, you know, 36-year-old all living in one household, but everybody contributed financially to the home. That's and then they were able to do more because they, they yeah. weren't, mm-hmm. They were able to save much more money doing it. So I think that that's fine as long as like, everybody's on the same accord in regards to the finances that are owed for the bills monthly. But if you're just living rent free in your parents' house and you over the age of like 25 to me and you traveling and going out every weekend and getting Henny down every week. No, 
that's not gonna work out. Leaving your kids with your mama and watching your kids, right? <laughs> Just leaving your kids wherever, trying to find a babysitter all the time. Then you really wasn't ready to have kids to begin with. Then, if that's the case, right? And that's my thing. I'm dipping dive. <laughs> Like, where are the kids? Where I'm not at that point yet where I'm just like, I definitely need to have kids at this moment. I haven't reached that yet. Sometimes I have my moments where I'm just like, oh, maybe I'll have a child today. But to me, <laughs> I'll have a child today. Right. To me, it deserves much more um, mental capacity to really think about children because the issues that people put on their children because they didn't take the time out to get to know their partner becomes a whole yes. different, a, no, a whole nother conversation. And they're expensive. Yeah, Don't kids are expensive. Them. I don't understand why, you know. And then I, I have had um, also the, op, the, the side from men who I know who are on child support, who are no longer with the women. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know why I'm on child support and I'm just like, because kids cost money. Exactly. Like, and then when they tell me what they paying, I'm just like, that ain't shit. <laughs> like, so like i'm not somebody who's like pro or against uh child support i de- i think it depends on the situation like if it's somebody who a woman knowingly knows is giving money to them every week for their child do i think that they should be put on child support no but if it's somebody who is just like it's been two uh, three years and you haven't really seen any financial support Mm-hmm. Wait, yeah, it's about that time to probably put that person on child support because not only are they missing in action physically for their kid, but now you're also missing financially when it comes to paying rent. Um, uh, yes, to and from school every day. Yes, table and all of that costs a lot of money. That cost I'm I'm by myself and it costs a lot of money. So I can't imagine adding a child to that and saying, "Oh my goodness, uh, I don't agree with you know." somebody being put on child support you laid down and had that kid then you kind of just and the kid is not living with you solely and you're not the person paying the bills of the home that the child lives in yes you kind of do deserve to be put on child support right exactly and i don't understand how fathers Mm -hmm. or any or any any other parent let me not just say fathers because it could be a mother too who's not helping raise that child or contributing to the household how can you complain about being forced to do like at a, where's your complaint because you shouldn't have had that baby like you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you shouldn't have laid with that person and some people say like oh what if you tell the person not to have the baby but you laid with that person so you gave them you already handed them over the the power and the control yeah um, that's how i feel about that okay so i do have two more questions before we go because we are nearing the end of the show um i know that there's one thing that you also feel passionate about and it's about giving your money to black owned businesses but not always getting the customer service or the quality that you paid for. Uh-huh. <laughs> so how do you so, navigate through that? Because I'll be cracking up at your post. <laughs> yeah, I just, I feel like especially during this pandemic, there's been a huge push even more to support Black-owned businesses. And I feel like a lot of Black people went out on a limb and decided, you know what? I've taken this time out now during this pandemic to reflect and I could be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Me, I just don't feel like that's everybody like entrepreneurship is not for everybody because I feel like now it's just like this wave of everybody kind of wanting to work for themselves which is totally fine but to me you have to put the work into having good customer service yes being um somebody who's you know uh can speak to clients and not in a negative or disrespectful manner you know um and if something's wrong and a client is like professionally or even not you know 
just telling you like, hey, something was wrong with this product. Something was wrong with this food. Like, um, is there some something that could be done because I'm not I'm not pleased. That is as a entrepreneur who owns the business, you have to be like, okay, well, what can I do to make this customer happy? And right. everyone is okay. Like, I don't think that everyone understands that understand of business, that understanding of business and marketing. I don't know if they need a course in it. To me, maybe that would be helpful. Understanding, like, to me, I think it should be a mandatory thing for if, if you're an entrepreneur. When to, you register. Like, yeah, like, when you're registering to be an entrepreneur, whatever you're, if you're registering for your LLC, you have to take a few courses on customer service, how to manage a business, because eventually all that attitude all that you know all that stuff is going to make your business just go down the drain because now through social media all it takes over me telling 20 other people i know don't support this business and then them telling 20 other people don't support this business and then it's over Mm -hmm. so to me like i think a huge push towards customer service and to me if anything black people should want to want to support you know, their own even more in regards to making sure, like, you know, you pleasing the customer if they're paying their, their hard-earned money to you. Right, absolutely. And I, I actually would say not even just a business course. I think that a lot of business owners need almost like a, um, a psychology course because I think mm-hmm. what's really made me successful in working in customer service and hospitality so many years, one is my personality, right? Like right. I'm just, you know, ha ha he he, you know, <laughs> that's just mm-hmm. how I am. But then also I don't take it personally when someone tells me they're unhappy with the service they receive. Right. And I think a lot of that is coming from your ego. If you cannot suppress your ego long enough to hear what another person is telling you is the problem, because sometimes people are screaming, they are outrageous, and I'm not saying you should just take whatever and let people beat up on you, but mm-hmm. beyond, underneath all of that is the actual problem. But you really do have to put your own personal opinions aside, especially if you want to stay in business. Like, do you want to sustain your business? You're going to have to put your ego aside and stop yep. being so defensive. So I definitely think psychology, a little psychology evaluation well, I agree. is needed. I agree. Understanding understanding um you know customer service through a mental perspective is very you know very important so definitely a psychology course would be helpful and then also just talking to actual other entrepreneurs yes maybe entrepreneurs who've been in the business way longer courses with them would help you know black owned businesses who are just starting out because um, I think that you have to have a certain level of confidence when you're starting out a business. Mm-hmm. There's a fine line between like confidence and having your ego like boosting through the roof. And arrogance. And arrogance, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's another issue that I've seen with some Black-owned business businesses where they're confusing high amounts of confidence and knowing that their product is good with arrogance. And when, mm-hmm. you, have that, when you confuse it with arrogance, then that arrogance, you know, gets put on to the customer and now you know they're dealing with you know your lack of communication you not you know really feeling like you need to support the customer in any type of way because you're so arrogant like oh my well, my my uh my things are are worth worth it so whatever you're going through is your problem and not mine. right or if you don't buy it somebody else gonna buy it exactly right yeah, and you can't have to an entrepreneurship you just can't so I have one more question for you. And mm-hmm. 
Um, what is, I guess, your money guilty pleasure? Like, what's one thing that you splurge on and you don't care? Like, <laughs> where's your fun money? <sighs> it's probably vacationing and and my hair. My okay. Hair. So, yeah, my hair and my nails, too. My hair, my nails, and vacationing. Those three things, like, I just can't, yeah. <laughs> That's no. what you say. Forget my- those can't look busted. Can't look busted, and no, and even it's not even a forget of the price tag thing because I I still look for how to budget with hair. Like to this day, I've been getting my hair done so long, but I still have multiple hairstylists, and whichever one is giving me the cheaper price for do, to do the same exact thing, then I'm gonna go with them. Okay. And there are some people who are just like they stick with that one person, and they're like, that's who I go to, and if they charge me five hundred, I'm just gonna go with it. And that I'm okay with not I'm I don't need to go with the five hundred. If it's somebody right. paying, you know, charging me two fifty, half that price to do the same exact thing is gonna come out just as me, I'll go to them. I'm fine with that. I'll switch up on somebody in a minute in regards to saving <laughs> when it comes to saving my money, I'll switch up on somebody when it comes to that. And, but I'll show loyalty to someone who like my one of my current hairstylists who I've been going to for like maybe six years, I'm loyal to her to a certain extent so she knows that like when I go to her she charges me much less than she probably would charge other people who are just like starting to go to her so right because you're a repeat customer right if you're a loyal customer to certain things there are some some perks and certain Mm -hmm. you know aspects so but other than that yeah those are my three things where I have I do splurge on vacationing but even so even though I do splurge on those things I, like I said, like I said earlier, I do have some boundaries. I'm just like, okay, you know what? It might take me an extra hour to go find this trip somewhere else, but I know I could probably find it cheaper. So I'm going to just keep searching. So or I can find this. I might be able to find this flight. Let me look at it, you know, two days or three days later. on Right. That's, that's me personally. So like, even though I splurge on those things, I do try to find like deals and budgets places too. That's smart. I'm so happy that we did this. I want to thank you so much. I want to thank everyone who listens to this episode for tuning in to the final episode of the um, money season of Sakara Y. Make sure that you guys tune in in July. We'll be transitioning into the parents and parenting season. So we'll talk all of our mommy, daddy issues. We'll talk co-parenting. We'll talk things we learned from our parents, things we should have learned, didn't learn, funny things, sad things, whatever. We're going to cover the whole thing. Um, and Zareen, thank you so much. I'm like so happy. I I can't wait until we see each other in real life. Oh. <laughs> but yeah. well, I'm off this summer, so although I'll be traveling in between and I'm in the process of moving, we could definitely hang out, you know, soon. Like I have some openings in July and it all yes. traveling. So we could definitely talk about it and see each other soon. Yes, thank you. Thank you again so much for being on the show, agreeing to be here, and for giving such good conversation. Oh, thank you. You're great. I loved your questions. Um, I'm very happy and excited for where your podcast goes. I think it will go very far because it's conversations that need to be had. So, great job, Sakana. Oh, and speaking of money, um, I just got, and it's going to sound small, but I just got my first Fifteen dollars for podcasting. Nice. So I'm, a, I'm officially a paid podcaster. Well, so I guess I'm a professional. It will only grow, and it will only grow from. <laughs> All right. So thank you. Um, once you hang up, it'll just end 
the call and the episode will be done and it'll be posted tonight. Wonderful. Talk to you later, boo. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.